Welcome to the Team Clearcoat Podcast. This is an automotive enthusiast podcast by two car nerds. We love cars, we love talking about cars, and we love yelling at each other about cars. I'm Dave. And I'm Ian. And this is our show. Hey, everybody. Hi, Dave. Hey, Ian. How's it going, buddy? I'm great. So uh, this is an episode where we have our first guest on the podcast. And... um, the guest plugs were all at the end. So we had a ton of fun talking to Jimmy with our gang ice racing. He was such an awesome guy and so great to talk to. We can't wait to talk to him more or and go see some ice racing, but we just want to uh, upfront this episode of the podcast with plugs for our gang ice racing. Uh, you can check them out at our gang ice Uh They're also on Facebook. They have, if you just search for our gang ice racing, they're there. Uh, and on Twitter and Instagram, they're at OG4W. Nice. I, I noticed when I Google searched for them, I put in Our Gang Ice, and then only two things came up. Ice racing <laughs> and ice cream. <laughs> so pick the racing one. Or pick the ice cream one, send us some, and then check out the ice racing, because ice, ice racing is super cool. They're it's all so super great, great guys. Uh, and girls, so go check them out. Yep. Enjoy our first ever interview, which hopefully we didn't screw up too badly. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Team Clearcoat. Um, we are here today with our very first interview. Dave, Ian, Ian, there's somebody else in the blanket for it. I know. <laughs> we're not. We're not alone. Uh, okay. All right. Um, yeah, this is blanket port 3.0. It is. Uh, I've upgraded. <laughs> it is. This is the largest the blanket port has ever been. We're stretching the, the boundaries of what's possible with blankets, I think. <laughs> Eventually, I'm just going to drape my entire basement in blankets. I, I like it. Yeah. It's a good idea. Uh-huh. Yeah. Decorating, uh, like Moroccan style, like Matam Fez. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. So, our guest. Oh, yeah. Hey, other person <laughs> in the blanket for it. <laughs> the person whose laughter you've heard. Yeah. Uh, so, with us from Our Gang Ice Racing, which is an organization that uh, races on ice, which you, wouldn't you know it, up in uh, Georgetown, uh, Colorado, Jimmy is here. So, uh, hi, Jimmy. How's it going? Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah. We're super glad to have you. Yes. Yeah. It's a pretty cool blanket fort, for that, sure. <laughs> it's probably, I'm going to guess, the coolest blanket fort you've been in today. Today? Probably in the last, yeah, 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. brings back memories. Yeah, yeah. I'll put on some He-Man cartoons later. And, yeah, it'll be great. Yeah. So, um, hang on. I've, I'm already... Uh, yeah, so let's let's talk about um, if you want to give yourself uh, just uh, give an introduction of yourself and our gang ice racing, just a kind of brief description of of you and the organization. Yeah, sure, man. Let's see what we can do. So I'm Jimmy Olson. I've uh, been around ice racing since I was a little kid. You know, my uh, my grandfather, my father, my uncle, and some of their friends started our gang ice racing uh, 40, 41 years ago. And they started so, in Colorado. Started in Colorado. Okay. Um, they started up in uh, Leadville, just outside of Leadville, Twin Lakes. Yeah. And uh, moved to Georgetown somewhere in the early 80s, 81 maybe, something like that. You know, I started uh, building forts, collecting firewood, you know, rocks, that kind of stuff. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really, really little, kind of like this blanket fort. You know? <laughs> pa- passing the time, you know, to see you weren't getting cold. We were always outside, you know, oh, no, okay. nowhere to go. Yeah, so. yeah. But, you know, I loved watching the uh, the Jeeps, the racing. Um, was super, super fun, you know, never could wait till, uh, till it was time for me to drive, you know, so, yeah. but, uh, our gang ice racing has been around a long time. It's gone through a lot of changes, try to keep up with the times and, uh, move forward. They've done it for a long time. We got an awesome group, you know, just as awesome as, uh, all the people that come to participate to do it. You know, we appreciate everybody that shows up. So a, a lot of people have seen you guys racing in Georgetown as they're typically driving, you know, on I-70. Uh, during the winter, I mean, it's always something you notice whenever you're totally. driving by. Yeah. yeah, you see the crazy jeeps out there, and <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it it looks so awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's probably the best. Uh, honestly, it's probably one of the best things advertising that they could do on their own right. is, is to be you know right next to the highway like yeah. that. So everybody always wonders what's going on. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you Google ice racing Colorado. Right, right. This is the thing that comes <laughs> up. Yeah, how many? Uh, 
how many times have like cops been called on you guys like from confused motorists like there's people driving on a lake <laughs> yeah you know there, there, there's a few good stories on that actually yeah, there's, yeah, there's been there's been a few things you know if we ever see anybody uh it was a few years ago usually if we see cops or uh you know firemen there was a couple of bad wind uh you know, wind uh, experiences, I guess you could say, you know, where you see some fishing tents flying. Oh, yeah. okay. You know, yeah. going, going by yeah. us. So there's a little bit of search and rescue, that kind of type thing. Most of the time, not. You know, uh, there's been a couple of interesting stories of trying to, you know, burn off some extra gas on the lake a couple of times that drew some fire and drew a little bit of crowd and whatnot. But, <laughs> <laughs> okay. No big deal. <laughs> Is that how you guys deal what? with spills on the on the Where's track? it going to go, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. No, yeah, we, the club in general is super, super safe, you know, super super um, eco-conscious, you know, type uh-huh. thing. So we're very, very regular on uh, checking for spills, oil leaks. It's all part of the tech process on cars. You know? Okay. So they yeah. do a good job. I would assume it's pretty easy to see on snow. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> pretty blatantly obvious. And when it's somebody's water supply, they're, yeah. they're, they're pretty on it, you know. So. Yeah. So it's... Um, so when I, I, I went up uh, two years ago, and uh, if I remember right, the classes are, you can basically run anything that's four-wheel drive, right? Even though it's a, yeah. it's primarily a Jeep club. Yeah, you know, so it started out as, as Jeeps, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in sense, but uh, anything that's uh, four wheels and four-wheel drive is totally welcome. So awesome. we've totally seen a, a number of different cars over these last, I don't know, almost probably 10, 15 years. And you know, a lot more, uh, you know, Subarus, Audis, BMWs, Mitsubishi's, yeah. any, anything. Doesn't yeah. matter. So it's all-wheel drive and rear-wheel drive vehicles? Do you allow rear-wheel? Nope. Unfortunately, okay. unfortunately okay. not. And no front-wheel either? Nope. nope. Okay. It's got to be, wheel. be four-wheel drive. Okay. Yep. yep. Right. And only four-wheels can have duals. Okay. No, no dualies. No dualies? Yeah. I don't know why. You know, I don't know. Maybe it's uh, extra tire traction cheating kind of thing or something. You know? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Those, sure, those rear four wheels with, <laughs> with those racing eye studs would right? be insane. Cool. Yeah. We, uh, you get a lot some, you get a different request. You know, we got guys that come up with uh, tracks, you know, guys with tracks on there. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, like tank tracks. You know? yep, yeah. Tank tracks. Yeah, okay. there you go. Um, but unfortunately, it's got to be street legal. Okay. Um, you know, so no no motorcycles, no quads, no no ATVs, oh, UTVs. Okay. Right. You get a lot of requests for that, but at, at the moment, we can't accommodate it. You know, we're kind of limited on space and time and, and people to help. It's only, yeah. you know, so. Okay. So, and it looks kind of like an autocross track uh, yeah. a little bit, like uh, the, yeah. the the size of it. So I know when I did it with my car, I was in the street, the pro street, because I have winter tires, mm-hmm. uh, but a street car, obviously. So And no studs, right? And no studs, yeah. So, right. so I had like the studless snows. Um, uh, and I think the highest speed I saw partly because I wasn't very good at it, <laughs> was like 35, like maybe once. Now I think I overcooked that corner. <laughs> yeah, it's not a very high-speed venue. In, yeah. in the, so there's a lot of different classes. So um, there's a street, just a, just a bare bones, like a street stock, they call it. Right. There's a pro street, mm-hmm. which is still street legal, um, but a little more modified, more mm-hmm. special kind of tires. And then there's the competition class that's um, not street legal, you know, Loud engines, lots of horsepower. Yeah. And then there's different tire classes. So there's the bare rubber tire class, there's studded tire class, and then the bolt tire class, or the cheaters, they call it. Gotcha. Okay. I was I was wondering what the cheaters were. I saw those yeah. on the website. Yeah. And then I saw the YouTube video with like three-inch bolts coming out of they're, the They're tires. big, man. They, they look big. amazing. <laughs> yeah. 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 Ultimate traction. I mean, obviously, it destroys the ice. You know? Right. So, right. But, but they heal, the track heals in between races. But uh, the bare rubber is uh, just, a, it's just an awesome experience. You know, it's just like driving, uh, I shouldn't say it's just like driving in town, but yeah, you got nothing around you, so a little less to hit. I mean, if anything, it's an even lower like entry barrier way to go racing than autocross is, because yeah. I feel like it's probably less hard on your car. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's nothing that's to a good hit, point. yeah, and your the speeds are so much lower. You're not. You don't have grips. You're not going right. to break any <laughs> suspension components, really. Yeah, you can only go as fast as, as the traction permits, right? So yeah. it, it is a lot like uh, kind of like an autocrass. We've um, we, we've set up different tracks over the years to try uh-huh. to accommodate change a little bit and uh-huh. a little more speed, cornering, maneuvering, you know, that kind of type stuff. Yeah. Um, it used to be back in the day, um, it was just one, maybe two different tracks was it. Okay. Um, and so to, to, to uh, you know, vehicles evolve and, you know, different people and you kind of get tired of the same old, you know, monotony, you know, so. Yeah. We've tried to expand and, and make things bigger and, and um, more exciting. You know, I mean, everybody likes to go further, faster, you know, yeah. a little more dangerous, you yeah, know. Absolutely. But the Bear Rubber is, uh, is cool. You're, you're limited per what the track will hold, you know. So, yeah, you can try to floor it and 
<laughs> yeah, so <laughs> it, gonna go anywhere. <laughs> with the, with the bear rubber, like let's kind of break out like the bear rubber, the the studs and the cheaters. Yeah. Like so with the bear rubber, it's probably more about like anticipation of the corner and like setting up yourself setting up yourself like way early. Can you kind of like talk through like that technique that's used? Sure. Versus uh some of the other classes? Yeah, totally. You know, so traction is is everything in, in any kind of racing, you know, whether right. it's pavement, dirt, ice obviously. And so mm-hmm. in ice with uh bare rubber, there are different tires that will uh adhere or or bite that ice better, you know, like yeah. Ian said over here, you know, if it's a studless snow or or something that's made for ice or something that's not, if you just got some big old 35 hard rock mud. It'll go. I mean, it'll work and you'll get the experience of it. And the track changes too, you know, so the the ice condition can change. You know, if if it's super cold, frozen, really hard ice, uh, it's going to be really, really uh, slick. There's not going to be much to to grab onto versus if there's snow uh, or or if it's warmer and it's a little more like white ice, as I call it. So it's a little more slushy. You get a little more traction to Uh it too. Um, Size of the tire, the width of the tire, the, you know, yeah, everything makes a difference. But as far as driving it, uh, it, it it's an awesome experience to come up and to drive it to where you can learn to read the track, as you will. Okay. Um, so that you know how much to maybe hit the gas, when to turn, when to hit the brake. Because sometimes you uh, you don't know, you know. Yeah. So it's you, you see it all the time where, where two people race each other, and uh, one guy's just freaking nailing it. You know, I mean, he's just got it, you know, gas down, steering, it's cold, and it's working. The other guy's really nervous because he's maybe never driven on ice before, and he doesn't know how fast to go, and he okay. got beat by half a track because he just right. didn't know. Just didn't have that confidence. <laughs> that was me. That was me. <laughs> and that's okay, you know. So, honestly, to me, the biggest thing is to being able to read the ice conditions, be able to read the track, and even if you just kind of walk it a little bit, you know, you can mm-hmm. kind of, you know, if you, if you can't walk on it without falling down, it's just as hard to drive uh-huh. and maneuver without <laughs> that's turning really... and stopping and that spin. And, out, you know? <laughs> and then adjusting your driving style for that ice that you, totally. or the, that snow that you see. And that same day. thing. Every vehicle is different, you know, yeah. vehicles and tires and whatnot, but it's just a matter of that track changes, you know, right. hourly, honestly, but definitely weekend by weekend it changes for sure. Okay. So the coolest thing is to come up and uh, watch, I think, first, personally, if you can, or, yeah. or, ride, or ride with yeah. somebody, totally. Uh, but you're always welcome to come up and drive it, you know, first go around. You know, we have uh, fun days or play days, as they call mm-hmm. it. Oh, uh, okay. The very first and last weekend of the season. And that's an awesome opportunity to uh, try to watch, learn, ride, and even just drive your own car without no, uh, there's no racing. There's racing, but it's not, you know, it's just, it's for fun. So you can go get in line and make as, you know, many laps as you want. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Okay. And that that's on the schedule that's on the website. They're listed as fun days. Yep. That's the one. Okay. I think it's, uh, I don't know for sure. Don't quote me, but it's roughly about 20 bucks a person. Oh, okay. Uh, but, but it's an all day thing, you know, so you can right. come up 20 bucks all day and okay. run practice, practice play. We set up uh, usually two or three different tracks, uh, try wow. some stuff out. So okay. know, there's a little bit of everything. You guys will have bare rubber. Guys will have some stud tires. Guys will have okay. a bit of everything to maneuver, you know. Ian, we're doing that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, are... it was seriously so much fun. And I wish that it had gone a little bit better for me so that I could have been allowed to go back. But, <laughs> but um... before we get into Ian's awful story, <laughs> I, I do just want to ask briefly about uh, spectating. Like, um, if, you know, Ian and I were to come up and watch, like, what would you recommend, like, as far as stuff we, we should bring for, to you know, to make the day as good as we as we could? You know, like, f- yeah. is there good food stuff nearby? Like, you know, just, yeah, like the, the spectator starter kit, if you will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so spectators are... Always welcome anytime. Spectators are free. doesn't cost anything other than your, you know, time or gas money. To get yeah. There, by all means. So, spectators are free. Um, you never know what the weather's going to be like in Georgetown. Yeah. So, I've had a lot of, you know, friends and stuff that have stopped by in a, in a t-shirt because yeah. it's pretty warm <laughs> in their car with sea heaters, you know. So, uh, I would uh, expect, you know, dressing for Antarctica because uh-huh. you can always take it off because it can get pretty cold and pretty windy, yeah. you know. So, it, it can get pretty nasty up in there. So, okay. all kinds of layers and, and, you know, hats and gloves and all that good stuff. But uh, sometimes it's pretty nice. It'll surprise you up there. You can hang out in a in a t-shirt and a hat or a one-layer clothing or something. You okay. Know? Um, Food-wise, you know, up in town, there's, there's uh, Georgetown, I think, has struggled off and on with uh, businesses and certain things, but I think the economy and stuff's coming around to where it's changed a little bit, you know, so there are places that you can go into town and actually warm up, get a little something to eat, maybe a hot chocolate, you know, there's always a gas station real close by if, you know, yeah. if you wanted. Okay. You know, it changes, but... Um, 
got to uh, got to park up on the on the on the uh, shore and then you can walk down onto the lake you know awesome and uh, talk to people and most people are pretty nice you know i mean yeah i'm sure somebody might have a bad day occasionally may not want to talk to you but most people will uh, welcome you right in and maybe give you a ride or um, yeah ask questions check it out it's pretty cool man it's really cool to watch for sure that's that's really cool i'm glad you mentioned that like that kind of like uh uh, accessible attitude that a lot of people seem to have yeah. at tracks. Like Ian and I have definitely noticed it. Like when we've done track days and mm-hmm. autocross, like, it, uh, like we're dealing with car enthusiasts, and so they see another car enthusiast coming up to them. Like right. it's pretty cool. Like yeah, I think it's cool. You know, I mean, I I, I always try to open or you know welcome anybody that, that's interested in that kind of stuff. You yeah, know? yeah. Even if you're a gearhead or not a gearhead, you know, I mean. Uh, I like when people ask questions, even if I think it's the most easiest, weirdest, you know, why would you ask that kind of type question? But, you know, when you you don't know, you don't know, you know, yeah. even if you did know, it's totally cool, man. It, it It's all relative. So, yeah. And one of the one of the things that I really liked about it and one of the reasons we were excited to have you on is one of the things that we we, we always talk about, like car subcultures, like all the subcultures <laughs> yeah, that get yeah, in totally. car culture. <laughs> and you it's a total mashup of of car cultures there like even at cars and coffee where you see a huge variety of of cars it's still mostly like sports car guys right right yeah Yeah. but there you get you get the the jeep guys and then you get like sports car guys and then there's like the like the weirdo uh kind of stuff that shows up too and it was it was really cool the variety of of uh, interests that were there and, and just the variety of cars that were there was really amazing. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's true. You know, a gearhead's a gearhead, <laughs> but there's different levels to it or, or different... Yeah, different ins- shades. Insights, maybe. different yeah. shades, as you would, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, yeah. Cause, uh, different, you know, not, not everybody may not be a, an import tuner guy versus an American muscle guy, you right. know, and right. so it's it's different. I mean, I, I appreciate, I don't know, anything that kind of makes noise, honestly. So, <laughs> right. You know, yeah. pretty cool. Some, yeah. Something that goes fast and makes noise is, is pretty cool. <laughs> uh-huh. you know, yeah. That's pretty neat. Is it so. fun? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> then I want in. Yeah. So speaking of making noise, one question I wanted to are are you guys expecting to get any Tesla uh, model uh, model uh, model S Ds out there this year? Do you think that's going to happen? You know, I, I think it would be awesome. Yeah, yeah I'm no really kidding. It would be awesome. Know yeah, how that I'm would not work opposed out. to anything like that. You know, it was brought up. I don't know if it was last year, maybe the year before, at one of the meetings about. Um, I don't know who it was. There's somebody else I thought that was making or might make some sort of all-wheel drive electric car. I don't oh, remember. Is it the Fisker? Uh, Possibly. Okay. I honestly, yeah. I honestly can't remember. I don't know that it's like totally left my mind. I just either that talk- or a Nissan Leaf, right? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, there again, who, who am I? You know, to judge. So I don't I come up and smoke everybody. So whatever, you know, whatever gets the job done, it doesn't yeah. really matter. So yeah. huh. I don't know. The, the whole thing is is totally to have fun. It, just in my opinion, you know, it, it's a, it's not that far out of town. Um, yeah, sometimes it can be a, a you know, wind tunnel, nasty cold. You know, it's Colorado. It's in the not mountains. everybody's cup yeah. of tea, you know. But yeah. but it's it's a cool place. It's it's totally friendly atmosphere. You know, um, it, if you're not into you know driving on ice or don't want to learn, it, it's a, something really cool to watch. Yeah. Um, and if so, you know, if you ever thought about, man, I just I'm not comfortable on on snow and ice in wintertime. It's a cool place to go to try to at least learn. Yeah, yeah. I learned so much about how my car. Uh, like where the limits of my car is, and mm-hmm. it, it made me a better driver in the snow and ice. And I, I grew up in, I learned to drive in Michigan, so, so like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, around it. I was already pretty familiar. And then it was like just like another level of, yeah, of kind just, of self training. And it's a good confidence, and hopefully it's not like too much confidence where somebody would you know take it, do the wrong things with it by right. all means. But I think it's a good thing, you know. Yeah, somebody could learn a lot, you know. And it's just a, I don't know, you're not going to hurt anything uh, really anywhere, you know. Yeah. There, there's a lot of room. There's no you know, cliffs to fall off of or rocks to run into. So <laughs> yeah, I think the worst case scenario for me was the, I, I we had a, there was a lot of snow that yep, day, and yep. I exploded through a couple of snowbanks, yeah. which was pretty spectacular. <laughs> and the windows were down, yep. so that, I got cold. Yep. <laughs> but that's better than riding your car off at the right, track, right? You know? Yeah, so, something different yeah. to do, you know. If, People see it like you'd mentioned uh, before, you know. Yeah. Almost everybody probably in the state that's been here for a while has driven that road and knows yeah. what goes on there. So yeah, everybody thinks you're, you're crazy. And you get people from out of country a lot of times that will stop by um, and, and you'll have all the vehicles parked out on the lake. 
you know, because we'll measure and make sure that it's safe first, of uh-huh. course. Yeah. But uh, someone will come down and ask if it's safe to walk out on there. You know? like, <laughs> there's like, well, there's, there's a 6,000-horsepower like Jeep flying by. Like, but, <laughs> wow. That's an honest question. If you've never seen ice before, you know, I guess. Yeah. But it's kind of funny at the same time, you know. So. But it's cool. You know, if anything, to just come down and walk out on the ice. Oh, yeah. the biggest thing of your day. Yeah. I think that's cool to do, yeah. you know. So take your picture and touch a bike tire, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, no, we're definitely doing that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. So I wanted to ask you about uh, measuring the ice. Yeah, you just briefly mentioned mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So can you tell me how that's done? Yeah, definitely. You know, so... Um, over the years, it changes uh, from from who does it, you know, type thing. But um, we have got a guy that comes up uh, first thing early in the morning to measure it each time before we go out on that lake. Okay. Um, so say now as the season's coming up, um, we got a guy that will come up and actually measure probably a couple weeks before the the season starts. Okay. Just mm-hmm. to get an idea, you know. Uh-huh. So like last year, the the winter it wasn't that great. You know, we we were hoping for better ice and it just didn't happen so we we got to know what's going on so that you can kind of advertise it whatnot but anyway we'll uh we'll measure it that okay. morning and that's like just a big drill just a there's been a lot of different ways to do it okay. over the years same thing yeah. you know, i guess technology has changed but uh we have a uh a machinist that that the machine is a special tiny little drill bit that, that that's marked uh just a cordless electric drill oh wow drills it drills it in a matter of seconds you know so cool it, it, depending on the ice and, and the quality of it you know the it will drill harder if it, if it's good hard, you know, blue clear ice versus okay, just right. slush, you know, it'll just push right through, you know. So anyway, gotcha. measure it. Uh, we got to have 12 inches of good solid hard ice to just race on. Okay. Um, we cannot park anything else out on the lake at, at 12 inches. Oh, I got gotcha. you. So we will uh-huh. have to park in a parking lot, but we can we can we can drive our race vehicles or you know whatever down and, mm-hmm. and race. Um, and then we like to see 18 inches of okay. good solid ice before we can park all our stuff down on the. Wow. Yeah. So, but the town relies on us to do that. And they actually rely on us for a lot of the other clubs and stuff too, you know? So okay. Uh, okay. I think to ice fish, I don't honestly know. So I'm kind of shooting from the hip, but I, I think they only have to have uh, maybe five or six inches of ice. Oh, wow. To, to ice okay. fish on, you know? So, yeah. But maybe they're a little more crazier than we are. I, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> they're fishing for, <laughs> they're fishing <laughs> through ice. Yeah. <laughs> You're just driving a car with three inch studs. <laughs> yeah. So, but no, th- thanks to Kevin these days, man, we, he, he hooks us up and measures it, you know, first thing early in the morning. So we know what for parking in the parking lot or if we get a park, you know. Yeah. There's not that much room in the parking lot. So sometimes it gets a little crazy. We get all the, you know, campers and trailers parked up right. in a lot. It, it kind of sucks, you know, but that's all right. If that's, you know, what we got to do to race, that's what we got to do, you know. Okay. So. Do you want to talk about the cars that you've run over the years, ice racing, like, and what you're running now? Yeah, sure. You know, um, I was lucky, you know, my, my father, my grandfather, you know, when they first started, most of the vehicles were Jeeps, like we had said earlier. You know? uh-huh. so, so most of the Jeeps were old uh, Willys, you know, like a flat fender or maybe an yeah. early CJ5. And, and some of them were bone stock. And then some of them, uh, guys would get a little creative and put a little small box Chevy, a little V8 in it. But it was pretty simple other than that, you know. So when I first started... Um, when I was a kid, you know, eight, 10 years old, I, I would wait till the end of the day. Uh, couldn't wait, you know, so then I could take a lap just driving, you know, <laughs> okay. just sit, yeah. maybe, maybe sit on dad's lap or grandma's lap, you know, and, uh-huh. and, and drive and steer or whatnot, you know, so that, that was pretty cool. And then, uh, you know, a lot of years of that actually gained me a lot of experience before I That's actually a, got my license, yeah. you know, so, so it, it was honestly probably a little bit of a, maybe of a head start or, or an advantage, you know, by all means, yeah. which is pretty cool. Um, and so the Jeeps are still in the comp class are still the same genre you know there's there's still flat fender willies still cjs okay there's been a couple of you know there, there's some broncos and some some other stuff that guys have divvied out a little bit you know but i think for what we do for the for the size of the track and and where we go it, it's kind of hard to beat uh the maneuverability of a jeep yeah um, that short wheelbase you know, just yeah. that short wheelbase yeah and, but, yeah and i'm not saying that somebody couldn't come up with something else sure you sure. know some type of rally car or something like that just with right. the right weight and traction and whatnot mm-hmm. you know but these jeeps are nowadays are um they're still a stock frame um, but they're, you know, big motors, you know, Fords and Chevy, you know, small block V8s. Okay. Um, automatics mostly. Okay. Um, you know, a little bit stiffer drivetrain, you know, disc brakes and they're just, they've gotten lighter. Um, mm-hmm. suspensions have changed. They're not old stock leaf springs. Right. And, yeah. They know old worn yeah. out shocks, you know, anymore. So now we're going to coil over suspensions and, um, you know, fully adjustable linked 
you know, setups where you can yeah. actually adjust and tune to the ice. Whereas before, you kind of just had a one Jeep and you just kind of yeah. drove it as you seen it. You know, like yeah. anything, it gets, everything gets competitive, and so everybody wants to go faster. So everybody starts bigger motors or more suspension yeah. or you know better tires or different yeah. stuff. You know, it's changed over the years and whatnot. Yeah. So. I don't know. It's gotten pretty crazy. But has anyone know. has anyone started with the force induction at all with, with the elevation and everything? Um, as far as uh, like turboing a Jeep. Oh, the, yeah. I got you. Um, not in the comp class that I know of. I know that there's been a few uh, street street cars that have come up. You know, uh-huh. there are a couple of Jeep Wranglers that have been uh, supercharged, and then of course you know all the you know street cars that are yeah came yeah. from the factory and whatnot. But yeah. Um, I think for what we do, unless you could really harness that energy, we, we take off from like a dead stop. Right. Yeah. Oh, that I, makes, in the point. corners, yeah. you know, so, some tracks are really fast. You know, some tracks we got some sweepers and it's fast and you might get some speed up in there, but still, uh, you know, most of them are, you know, you come down to almost a stop and turn and pivot and go. And yeah, I don't know if people have, uh, and I'm not so much, I'm not that sharp on the turbo stuff by all means, you know, but okay. it's hard to beat something that's either fuel injected or just carbureted and, you know, lots of horsepower and lots of gears. True. Yeah. You know. Torque from low RPM. Right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 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 Interesting. That's really cool. So, so what are you running this year? So so these days we have a um it's like a CJ2A. I mean, it, it's all uh-huh. it's all custom, you know. So the so the frame itself is a it's an old dispatcher Jeep. It's an old male Jeep frame um like from the kind of 60s basically. Okay. Um and that's, aside from the axles, uh-huh. about the only thing that's Jeep on it. So, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's, it's a fiberglass body, just a shell. Uh-huh. That's uh, CJ2A, um, dispatcher frame. Then, you know, it's a, it's a custom, you know, roll cage and everything's tubed out. And then it's, it's, uh, it does have Jeep running gear. You know, it's, it's got a, like a Dana Model 30 front diff and a Dana 44 in the back and a Jeep uh, transfer case. You know, other than that, it's, you know, a small block Chevy with the uh, Turbo 350 automatic. Okay. Um you know, everything's just built. It's built to where we could displace the weight where I wanted it to, you know. So the engine's okay. got a lot of setback in it. You know, we've taken the radiator, put it in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, wow. You know, seats. The four-wheel drive stuff, you kind of want weight <coughs> midline. Um, you know, not so much uh, like in a two-wheel drive car, you want a lot of rear weight. Or if it's a front-wheel drive car, you want a lot of, you know, front weight. Um in order to handle or make it hook up and maneuver, to me in, my, in a four-wheel drive car, you kind of want it, you know, neutral. You know, you kind of uh-huh. want, you know, yeah. all that weight in the middle between the axles. So that's what it was designed, you know, to do. And it, it's a, you know, custom four-link suspension, you know, coilover shock. It's completely fully adjustable to either adjust it to, you know, haul and kick some butt, or you could totally adjust yourself right out into left field. <laughs> it doesn't want to turn or do anything. Okay, know? okay. <laughs> Is that a pretty big learning curve, like uh, trying yeah. to get into suspension tuning? Because, yeah, I mean, totally, I, I have no idea. Yeah. It's so crazy. Yeah. It is, and that's what's cool sometimes about just having something stock, whether it be a car right. or anything, just to come up and just drive it just so that you can kind of learn. Yeah. You know, but when you start building stuff on your own, just a lot of guys have built stuff over the years because it, it's addicting and it's attractive, you know, to, yeah. to see the guys run the, the studs uh, a faster class than the bare rubber or, or the, the bolt tires or the cheaters, you know. Or just, yeah. There's nothing else like it. So if you get a chance to drive it or see it, most guys want to build something. Well, when they build it, they don't understand what it takes, I guess, to how to set it up or right. what else. Well, there's a lot to it, you know, by all means. Yeah. And, and most anybody up there, like I said before, is so nice, so available that, you know, we would help to the best we could, you know, aside from doing it for you, you know. But a lot of guys right. have tried a lot of things and thought that something would work and it didn't work and, you know. Yeah. <laughs> they'll, either, they'll either, you know, come back with the right attitude and fix it and learn it and, and, and come back and, and win or, or not. You know, a lot of guys have come and tried and tried and tried and tried and you yeah. know, got out of it because it's frustrating. And it really is. It's racing. By, by all means, yeah. but, but it is racing. Yeah. And, and at the end of the day, just my opinion, I think if you just try to have a good head on your shoulders and, and a positive attitude, you know, to try to just have fun. Because honestly, that's what it was right. all about. And then, the right. you know, we don't get paid big bucks. You know, I mean, essentially, you, you get paid with bragging rights <laughs> later when you get your trophy to have a beer, you know, and... and shake hands and right. you know, yeah. mix and mingle with your competitors a little bit is what it's all about you know so that's really cool it's tough but yeah. it is competitive it is i would imagine yeah. yeah people don't mess around you know i mean yeah. it's it's good you want you want to go everybody wants to go faster you know you want to learn right. the road and whatnot and it's it's not just uh setting the car up too you know like we'd mentioned before a lot of it's driving I mean, yeah a lot of it is driving yeah being able to read the terrain and, and be able to know your your vehicle you know so it's cool. I had a hard time retuning my brain for turn-in, like, because you turn the car, like, way before the corner with mm-hmm. the bare rubber, at least. I don't know if it's the same yeah. with the studs. <laughs> but, like, like if, 
if I wasn't sliding by the time I hit the apex, I was nowhere. You're, you know, it was the corner You're was off complete, of the turn at that yeah, point. Yeah, the corner was blown. So true. So you yeah. you like turn in like halfway down the straight. It's so strange. <laughs> um, yeah, it's very true. Same same thing. Yeah, exactly. You know, so depending on the uh, the traction availability at that time or that that day. Um, if it's super, super slick and there's no snow, no slush, there's nothing to get a hold of, um, it's really just a creepy, crawly kind of a motion, you know? So mm-hmm. um, you do have to turn and negotiate or navigate way quicker than you would think. Yeah. Um, because it does take that long. By the time your brain tells your hands to turn, <laughs> and then by the time your car realizes the wheels are turned, but it can't grab a hold of anything, it does take time. Yeah. And so like you said, you know, it, it takes time. So the more traction you have... Um, the less that comes into to play, you know. So right. uh, the the bolt tires, you, you actually got to go way further past where you think you need to turn mm-hmm. because when you turn, it turns. Yeah, okay. It, 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 okay. It, it's it's almost more traction than than asphalt, you know. Really, it, it's pretty crazy, especially at first. You know, when that when the ice gets chewed up a little bit, it's it's a little more floaty, but um, it is just solid traction, you know. So to be able to set up and maneuver for it. In just bare rubber, by all means, um, every car is different. Same thing. It goes back to tires and car and everything. But Yeah. Yeah, I know I had a hard time with my car because it's – I couldn't take the Subaru guys' advice as much because <laughs> I have, like, part-time all-wheel drive. So yeah. when I hit the brakes, my rear wheels disconnect. And then it takes a fraction of a second for them to hook back up. Right. So – I was having to just downshift into first to slow myself down instead of oh okay instead of uh, instead of using the brakes because if, if I use the brakes it was yeah was you'll done. just skid and the same thing you know gearing is a good thing too you know so if you you can't be going too fast and then downshift because it'll just lock the wheels up but if you yeah. do have the gearing um, and you can utilize that gearing to slow you down versus the brakes yeah huge difference by all means okay um, okay but knowing. Practice is, is where it's at, honestly. Yeah. So coming up on that fun day, making rounds, and then we do have practice um, on the race weekends, you know, so there is a little bit of practice. It, it is limited, and, and, you know, if we have a huge number that day, we you may only get one, maybe two runs because there's so many people in line for it. But okay. um, I would totally recommend it if you could, you know, get there yeah. and get there and get something. Try to get a little bit of, of practice in if you can, and if not, I totally like watching people. I do it in my class all the time. Okay. Um, I like watching anybody. I think you can learn from, from anybody, you know, yeah. and so if you can see that – like wow, that guy's going way faster than I thought he would go. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that you might not be able to push it that hard because maybe his car is set up, you know, different by all means. But um, coming up and trying, you know, and, and, yeah. and it's all—it's a race. Sometimes it is a race about patience. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they know what's going on. Uh, but it's sometimes you know you you have to be able to to learn and adapt by that first corner. You know, so if you can come up and you're like, oh wow, I didn't skid, I didn't. It turned, it, it went. So you got to take that in mind that the race isn't that long. You know, it's not like a ten minute race. By any means, sometimes it's a matter of uh, seconds, you know, so you kind of have to learn on the fly a little bit and pick it up and go for it. Another thing that I saw people doing and I did was uh, uh, trading ride-alongs. So I rode along with some other people in my class and kind of watched them and had them yell at me while I was <laughs> fucking it up. Yeah. You know, so. A lot of yelling sometimes. That's sure. <laughs> it, it, like the, the Jeep that you run, can you have passengers or is it just one seat? Yep. Nope. I do have uh, two seats. There are oh, some wow. comp Jeeps that only have one seat. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's okay because that's uh, it's kind of like dead weight on the track. You know, uh-huh. Nobody wants that extra weight. But honestly, I love having that extra seat to, to take a rider because I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and, and it could be beneficial. You know, Maybe you want to take right. a sponsor for a ride or maybe just a friend or maybe somebody you don't even know, you know. I mean, okay. you know, so but um, we can take riders in the uh, the bare rubber class uh-huh. and the stud tire class, but we cannot take them in the in the bolt class. Or the okay, class. so um, they they can roll, or it is possible for them to to roll over and whatnot. So I would assume, yeah, just kind of a better liability just to have the the driver in there, you know. Sure. So, yeah. But um, it is way fun to give people rides uh, in the studded tire class. Yeah. So Saturdays is when we run the studded tire classes. And the uh, bolt tire classes. Okay. Uh, and then Sundays are just the bare rubber. Oh, wow. Okay. So, uh, and you right. do that for to basically like alternate the, the, it's almost like rubbering in the track, right? So you kind of smooth the, the track back out with the bare rubber and then chew it up with the studs and bolts sort of thing? Yeah, kind of. You know, we have so many, um, and it's changed over the years, obviously, but normally we got so many people that we run, we can't like get it all done in one day. Oh, uh, okay. okay. Um, but, it does help immensely for if you do run studs and, and the bolts on on, on the ice, it, it chews it up and gives it a little texture. Mm-hmm. So definitely on bare rubber Sundays, um, the guys like it by all means. So sometimes we'll actually run an old bolt track. 
Uh, okay. Oh, Which I gotcha. Big ruts and just uh-huh. all kinds of you know traction. stuff to hook into. By all means, and then okay. even if we just ran the studs on it, it still um, gives the ice a little texture. So you do got a little something to sure to grab a hold of. So it's kind of fun, you know. So, yeah. But generally, it's just just a time thing. We don't have that many that much ice, that many people, that much time to run yeah. everything all in one day. So we do it back and forth. So except for the uh, the last race of the year, we'll run a uh, special championship bolt oh, tire race yeah. on Sunday morning. Okay. But other than that, it's Saturdays and Sundays, you know. So to me, just my opinion, but uh-huh. uh, Saturdays yeah. are a better day to, to watch or spectate. Okay. As far as if you've never seen it before, you just want to mm-hmm. see some action. It's yeah. cool because they're a little bit faster and loud and throwing some ice. And then Sunday's an awesome day to come up and you know, watch and learn and learn how to drive. And yeah, it's just as, just as competitive by all means both days, but sure. Just so a different aspect. I want to ask about the bolt tires. I assume the yeah. stud tires are mostly off the shelf. Like this is stuff that you, someone could just go buy, but the bolt tires, like who manufactures them? Do you make them yourself? Give me that whole rundown. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so just like everything else, almost, you know, it's so special and specific, you know, yeah. we, we build out everything ourselves. you know, honestly, the, the tires, the bolt tires are all, handmade uh, okay. essentially uh-huh. so the the tires we find are just a, an old carcass uh-huh. um some guys will buy a brand new tire um and, and do it. I, I personally don't like having that extra rubber in there. So usually I find sure. a, a good carcass that has a lot of a lot of steel belting in it, so it's going to hold up. Okay. Because you're going to drill holes in it and yeah. you know, you know <laughs> make it do what it's not wasn't meant to be done. <laughs> but uh, take a carcass, uh, kind of lay out a, a pattern over the years. You've gotten experience with knowing kind of how or where to put okay. bolts and whatnot. So, but essentially uh, lay out a pattern. You uh, drill a hole, and then we take a bolt, and then. Uh, some guys will sharpen them after they get put in. Some guys will sharpen them before they are put in. I personally would sharpen them before. Okay. Uh, I think it's a little bit better unless you have a cool setup. But uh, some guys will do it on a machine like a lathe. Um, uh-huh. Some guys have just been known to sit there by hand and do each one by hand on a grinder. And that sounds ooh. miserable. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> some guys will let us set up a cool little jig where you might, you know, still a grinder, but it's a, you know, a jig and a holder and a, and a power drill yeah, or something, yeah. you know, type thing. So, but basically just to get to that, that bolt to a point is the, uh, you know, so it can penetrate the ice is the essential thing. So, um, but over the years with experience, obviously we've learned that uh, too many bolts in one tire is not good. That's exactly where I was going you know? next. It was the quantity of bolts yeah. and then sealing up the tire after yeah. you poked a hole in it. Yeah, sealing it is a uh-huh. huge thing, right? Yeah. So um, there's been a lot of stuff tried over the years. You know, guys have just actually welded things to wheels oh. with no tires. There's been, uh-huh. um, you know, just uh, tire chains. Guys have tried chains. Guys have tried welding, like, bolts or spikes to the chains. Um, yeah. Okay. I can't imagine the chains hold up too well. No, they, they don't. <laughs> you know, not, not so good. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, guys started, you know, puncturing and putting holes through the tires with, with a washer and a nut, you know, to clamp it down. Yeah. And then um, obviously getting it the whole air, guys will build a liner. Okay. There's many different ways that have, sure. that have been tried and whatnot, but basically a liner with a tube uh-huh. um, is what was run for years and years and years. And then um, um, there's been a couple of guys over the last, I don't know, 10 years or, or roughly that uh, have went tubeless mm-hmm. with different things with trying to, to seal it, okay. um, which saves any, any crazy amount of weight. You know, right. we're taking these tires and we're putting all these yeah. bolts and nuts and washers yeah. and they get heavy, you know, yep. and so, and that's rotating mass. So that, that's yeah. not good. So any kind of weight we could save is, is beneficial. So when you put less bolts in the tires, it's not as heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, it also has a better, it's kind of like a, uh, I don't know, like, like if you were to take a road tire and, and run that in the snow mm-hmm. or mud, it doesn't do very good because everything's so packed tight together to sure. tread. So if you take like a mud tire with a big open cleat, uh-huh. it's designed, you know, to, to shed uh-huh. That 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 mud or whatnot. So it's kind of the same way in my opinion with the bolts, you know. So the less bolts you have, the more chance there are for the the, the clearance. The, the yeah. clearance, uh-huh. you know, yep. the, the things to, to shed itself out and whatnot. So that makes it, sense. It, it works pretty good. But we're allowed an inch and a half from the top of the tread to the top of the bolt. Okay. Um, they have tried stuff over the years, you know, before with uh, guys did do stuff three, four, five inches long. Wow. But you'll find that it's too long. Uh-huh. You know, it, right. It, it starts too like... Too much leverage. Yeah. It, it it'll just, hit the ice first. And, yeah. yeah. It, it gets crazy. You know, if you use too hard a bolt, uh, it'll shear off versus, okay. you know... Some that's a little bit softer, so it can kind of give and flex and okay. whatnot. But there's a lot to it in, in a lot of aspects, you know. Okay, air pressures and bolts. And yeah, I was just going to ask about type. air pressure. Yeah. Going tubeless is a huge thing for air pressure. Running a lower air pressure yeah. with tubeless, yeah. I, I'm a cyclist, and so like you know, I right. have a tubeless on my mountain bike and my cyclocross bike, and sure. like that change is huge, yep. giant. Yeah, yep. not just from weight, but from traction. Yeah, big time. And same thing back with that with that ice condition when it changes. Yeah, uh, just changing air pressure can make a huge difference. Yeah. What's your means, so. usual recommendation for air pressure for first time bare rubber sort of racers? So you have to read the rule book. 
But I thought that you were allowed 10 pounds of uh, air pressure is the, the lowest that you can... Okay. Go. So, But lower uh, is generally better? Uh, in some cases, it, it, it possibly could be. It, yeah. de- it depends on the tire and then the vehicle, too, yep. that, that you're using. So, um, you know, at a certain point, the center of the tread on the ground or the contact surface, if it is too low, will actually start buckling mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. So you're not actually getting like a... You know, the whole idea of letting that air down is to, is to get a better contact patch on the ground. Right. You know, and uh, a better adherence, too, you know, so it's sure. just not some hard you know, pumped up thing that's just just know, slipping gra- right across. Grab and hold yeah. of nothing by all means, yeah. but um, but you're you're only allowed. Uh, I think it's ten psi. I'm pretty sure is the minimum that you can do. Yeah. Uh, in uh, in in any class uh, except for the bolts, which you, you wouldn't want to run ten anyway because it yeah. wouldn't <laughs> it, it wouldn't it wouldn't do anything. You know, you're, you're usually forty fifty pounds of, of air pressure with them bolt tires. So. Okay. But okay. stud tires, I think, are the same way. I think it's ten psi is what you're wow. you're down to. So okay. But there is that point where generally you get too low and it's actually not not good. And it's then counterproductive. So yeah. yeah, totally. Some case, some tracks that we run, if we do run an old bolt track, if it does get really ruddy, uh, if you run too low air, it'll if you hit a, a nice rut, it's almost like hitting a curb. You could roll a bead yeah, off. You'll yeah. just Pop it in no yeah, time. Yeah. So when it's happening, you would have a bad day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sucks, yeah. yeah you wouldn't want that. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, tell us your bad day ice racing story. Okay, so the first disclaimer is that it has nothing. Like the bad part of this has nothing to do with right. the fact that I was ice racing, <laughs> and it has everything the fact to do with that I have a ten-year-old Volkswagen. <laughs> so <laughs> I have a Volkswagen R32, uh, 2004, and it's. Uh, I, I went up ice racing. I was so excited. I had a winter setup, you know, winter tire setup and everything. Went through tech. And there was only like, uh, I think, f- uh, four, five, six. There was mm. very few cars right. in the Pro Street that, that class, day. yeah. Which was really nice because I got a ton of running in. That's um, cool. I got to basically drive around for hours. <laughs> great. <laughs> That's awesome. But during that time, I had my seat heaters going, had yeah. the defroster on, <laughs> had all this load going through the, the right. thing, had the heater going. And uh, toward, right at the end of the day, I got a, a battery warning light. I don't have a voltage meter mm. in my in my car because Volkswagen <laughs> suck. <laughs> and, uh, and so I'm like, well, that's not good. And then um, it... It died while I was on the ice, and I got I got a jump, and then it died again. So I got basically charged up. One of the Jeep guys nice. came over and just ran his engine next to me <laughs> for like 30 minutes, charged up my battery, and I pointed myself down the mountain and hoped and prayed I would make it. Nope. Ran out of electrons uh, like four miles down the road and uh, had to get like a $250 tow back to Denver because my alternator decided to let go while I was ice racing. But yeah. So it wasn't like I hit anything or like, and it was really, because I thought maybe something got like, you know, thrown up into it or something. But when we took it apart, it was really apparent that that didn't happen because they helpfully placed it, I mean, in the middle of everything in the engine bay. I had to Which is whole, great to replace. Yeah, yeah, I had to take the whole front of the car off to get to it. It was ridiculous. But, yeah. R32 alternator replacement. Open trunk. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Remove yeah. mud flaps. Yeah. So yeah. that was that was my that was my one ice racing experience. So like I was had all these plans of like I'm gonna go out, I'm gonna go up every weekend and then uh and then it, my alternator went, and of course, you know, I get the wrong one sent to me, and you know how that goes. Oh, yeah. 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 R32 problems, bro. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think I was the only Volkswagen there. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, it's funny. You know, sometimes it, I, I wonder if it's like a trendy thing or since the word gets out, because a lot of times we'll see a, a slew of, uh, yeah, Volkswagens or, you know, maybe it's Subarus or. Oh, sure. You know, just kind of these Jeep waves or, of, yeah, of brands or. Forerunners or something. Yeah. It's just, it's it's crazy, but it's it's cool, you know, it's cool. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of times we will have um, clubs that'll come up too, you know, there might yeah. be a, just a, a Subaru club or, you yeah. know, Jeep or we, we have a, a Land Rover um, uh, club that, that comes up, um, you know, that puts on a, a race once a year and whatnot. So it's cool. It's cool to see. How is that? I always imagine the, like, the Jeep crews and the Land Rover crews, like kind of almost having like a <laughs> like eighties like snob versus snobs uh, sort yeah, of right. thing going on, like West Side Story, uh, the sharks like, yeah. and the jets, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we give them the other side of the lake. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I don't know. You know, they're they're really cool. They're really nice. You know, by all means, like I said, most most people are pretty nice to deal with. You don't have to be so. diplomatic. You can <laughs> tell us. Like, yeah, you can tell yeah, us. You know. they, they're not going to make it up to beat right you up. They're all going to break down by the time they get up to you. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty funny though. You know, you see the different. Uh, it's funny all the the hatred between any make. You know, yeah. Honestly, you know, there's a lot a lot, a lot of Jeep bashing constantly. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and whatnot. And then same thing with the Land Rovers, and maybe they're. Too expensive or too snooty or snotty? I don't know. I don't. I don't pay attention, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're not so bad, you know. They, they they'll actually come up and they, they buy lunch for all their people and whatnot, and then they usually invite the club over later to. Oh, that's cool. You know, nice people. That's awesome. Yeah, it's all good. That's pretty cool. cool. That's what's all. It's all just haggis and British food, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the leftovers is cold. Instead of napkins, you just have repair bills. <laughs> yeah, oh, thanks. That's nice. Yeah, you're like, mm, that's nice. I like yeah. that. Ta-ta. Well, um, what do you say we play some FMK cars? I like it. Let's do it. Okay. All right. Uh, do you want to go over the description this time? I do. So FMK cars is a game we play on the podcast. It's, uh, the game fuck, Mary kill that you would play with like three people. Um, three celebrities, you know, or if you're inbred from Missouri, like I am three family <laughs> members, <laughs> <laughs> then it gets weird on the blanket floor. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't think he's coming back to the podcast. <laughs> um, so, uh, we give you three cars and you have to assign one of those items to each of the car. Uh, if you marry it, it's your daily driver, warts and all. If you <laughs> fuck it, it is, you get to drive it for a day. And typically the fun thing is like, you know, if you have that car, what are you going to do with it for that day? You know, like, are you going to, you know, drive, like drive up Pike's Peak or something like that? Right. Um, and then if you kill it, it's going to the crusher immediately. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it, a That'd lot of it comes from, yeah, from, uh, <laughs> from crafting the question, yeah. you know? Yeah, because we, you don't want to make it overtly like, well, you just want to kill that one, you know? And sometimes we'll throw like a little bit of a twist, like maybe a, a certain cassette is stuck in the tape player and oh, you can nice. never turn it off, you know? Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah Dave made me listen to Fish Forever. <laughs> I was really pissed one time. You could have picked between kill spin, <laughs> yeah. spin, spin Doctors yeah. or Old Art Bell radio bootlegs, yeah. but no, you had to pick fish no i didn't i I said fish to the crusher (laughs) oh okay okay yeah (laughs) good good (laughs) so that's that's fmk cars do you want to go first ian yeah sure okay i have to unlock my computer so typing typing noises long passwords because we're (laughs) it guys (laughs) okay so these are uh famous uh examples of uh not off-road cars that were turned into off-road cars. Okay. All right. Nice. And there's yeah. a there's a there's a bit of a there's a bit of a twist <laughs> with the especially the first two, and we'll I'll go over this. Okay. So uh, the first one is just a Baja Bug. Baja Bug. Okay. The second one is the Porsche 959 Dakar uh, rally car that they made. If mm. you're not familiar with that, I have a visual aid for you. So basically. Porsche made the 959 was like the world beating supercar right. of like 1987 <laughs> and, all wheel drive right and they yep. had made it for group B homologation but then the FIA killed group B like because right, people were dying because people were yeah, dying that, terribly <laughs> maybe a good cause <laughs> yeah. yeah so they had this car they didn't know what to do with it and it's obviously like a road chewing sort of uh rally car car yeah and so they they turned it into a, a dakar racer and like put like, huge tires on it and, and it awesome. won the dakar right it, it placed one two in dakar that's cool yeah yeah it's really cool it's a it's a really cool story um okay so the the catch with those first two is that if you take the nine if you take the baja bug you get this cool race livery with it this <laughs> rotham's uh, cool race livery with the big shell thing and the I stripes. I love that paint and, job. Yeah. <laughs> and it looks so cool. And stripes. <laughs> yeah. That's all you need to yeah. know, right? Um, Strike all to make the, the to make the Because uh, I feel the bug is a little disadvantaged in this one. So right. <laughs> Gotta got got kick up the Baja bug a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. To bring the 959 down just a notch, it's going to be painted like Herbie the love bug. <laughs> and to <laughs> further tie that in, Lindsay Lohan is your passenger at all times. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> I have Lindsay The third Lohan. one... Is a is a locally famous car, and I'm secretly hoping that you know the story behind it. <laughs> yeah, it's oh my god, the Camaro that's lifted 
that's directly across from Georgetown Lake all the time. <laughs> yeah, I'm familiar with that one. <laughs> that was awesome. Yes. Uh, so those are your three cars. Oh, man. Um, so you have to fuck, marry, kill. Hmm. There's no catch with the lifted Camaro because I don't know I don't know anything about it other than yeah. it's always there. Well, it doesn't have Lindsay so Lohan in it, so that's a, that's that's a true. positive. Yeah. Of course, I don't know her, so I don't know. She might be really cool. I mean, you'll probably be driving to rehab a lot. But <laughs> there's that. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, man. Uh, man, you really messed up that 959 thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the Herbie the You can't make it easy. Tom? can't yeah, make it easy. Yeah. I know that was an easy call, too, man. I had that, I had that one picked out. <laughs> that was my daily, but that's a tough one. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I don't know that. That Camaro is pretty hideous. Yeah. It is. It looks. It looks like a basket case, but it's, it, it's intriguing looking because I, I feel like I want to believe that it looks like a mess, but is secretly like really awesome. <laughs> <It's just laughs> secretly cherry. Yeah, that's why it's parked next to the highway. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and at the bar, it's, it's a Colorado landmark. <laughs> it it, it yeah. is, man. Yeah. You know, there's only so many. There's probably a handful of places in the, in the country that you get away with having something like that. So yeah, yeah, probably there is one place, and then. Like Alabama or something. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I'm from Missouri, and that's redneck for me. Yeah. <laughs> when Missouri calls you out, you might need to reassess the choices that have led up to oh, lifting man. a Camaro. That's awesome. Well, honestly, I would, uh, yeah, I think I would uh, I would fuck the 959. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I'd yeah. probably marry the Baja Bug and I'd crush that Camaro, man. Yeah, I I think I'd, I'd answer the same. Well, so what do you know about that car? Anything? Is it? No, I don't know is much. There a you know, story I, I there? think it's on a. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's on like a Blazer chassis. You know, okay. so just just a just the Camaro body went off went on that Blazer chassis. But I don't know what's on about it. You know, I've I've okay. seen it. Um, I've seen it where you where you just described it. I, yeah. I see it there all the time. Uh, I see it at uh, see it at the local mother's bar once in a while. So it does oh, move. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's moved. moved. He's brought it down to the lake, or he or she. I I, I don't know who owns it honestly. Okay. So. Okay. I've, I've never met uh, met met the owner, but uh, they they've driven it down to the lake before. I've seen it seen it down there. Wow. Yeah. But uh, that's yeah, that's about all I know. It's I mean I don't know. It's kind of cool, but not to me. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I was to make a four wheel drive Camaro, it'd be more like a like Ken Block's Gymkhana Mustang. You yeah. Know, like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Like that to me is is cool. Low and mean. Yeah. But, yeah. That Mustang was amazing. That was pretty sweet. Yeah. I, I want to leave for work every day with <laughs> like a chain yeah. and like, <laughs> you know, just uh, like a hitting the release on a winch every right? day. That'd be amazing. Tires blazing. Yeah. Do circles around the donut shop, right? <laughs> yes. 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 Yeah. yeah. I went to LA and I had to go to Randy's Donuts. Right? I, because yeah, of that? Yeah. Like I, I, cool. I've always seen it in media and totally. stuff like that. And like I was out in LA for work and I was like, oh. We got to go to Randy's Donuts. <laughs> my my coworker that rented the car, I convinced her to drive me to Randy's Donuts. I was like, "No, we need to get in the car and drive She's to like, Inglewood." Oh <laughs> I made her take a picture of me in front of the donut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, I like it. All right, so my FMK cars is called "You've Got Wood." <laughs> Uh, these are all cars Classy. that have these are all cars that have wood grain on the side, Whoa. whether it's vinyl or maybe it's real wood. I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> all right. So first up, we have a 1990 Jeep Grand Wagoneer with a Vortec V8 swap. I knew that was coming. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Jeep's going to yeah. be mentioned. Oh yeah. But this was something that is up on Bring a Trailer right now. That website, Bring a Trailer. Uh, so somebody is selling this insanely cherry Grand Wagoneer with mint wood grain. And a Vortec V8 swap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then after that, we have a lifted AMC Eagle Wagon, <laughs> because those had wood grain. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to do our buddy Jeremy's AMC Eagle, but his doesn't have wood grain. No. Uh, yeah. So we know yeah. somebody that has a lifted AMC Eagle that is our hero <laughs> that, of a human being. Yeah. Yeah. The coupe. He has the... Yeah. The oh, SX4. Man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, he's doing life right. I will yep. tell you that. Yeah. And then lastly, Dodge Caravan turbo <laughs> you know the All turbo right. van that they had like yeah. in what was it 80 something late, yeah. maybe early 90s I was, gonna, yeah, I was gonna say late 80s but i could be wrong yeah, yeah i think late 80s early 90s and those were oddly quick with some modifications right and yeah yeah you throw a whole set on there and you start to go nuts <laughs> yeah. personally i'm a huge fan of the amc eagle like when when i was a little kid 
I saw an AMC Eagle and right. I just knew like there was something different about that car sure. and I really liked it. I didn't know why. Right. But like I love hatchbacks and wagons. Like that's that's me. Yeah. And like that was like that was like, that was like my car awakening like as a oh, kid man. like seeing seeing an AMC Eagle. That's funny the different cars you see when you're a kid, right? You know, yeah, like trigger yeah. you for forever almost, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, the AMC Eagles, man, that's a that's a whole different breed of people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, he gave me a weird look. <laughs> we, we don't work on them, actually. Do you uh, not? No. Yeah, no. They're essentially They're Jeeps, different. Right? You know, they they are, well, <laughs> I should be careful because... Don't, don't I, slap I, Ian I, because he said I, that. I don't know who listens into this, you know, but a Jeep guy, most people would say that that is definitely not a Jeep by all means, but, um, you know, it was made by AMC. Yeah. Um, honestly, it, it is kind of a cool concept and I think it was ahead of its time. A lot like the Grand Wagoneer. Okay. Um, super, super popular. There's just a lot of things on that Eagle that are, in my opinion, just kind of hard to work on, probably because it's the car, or it's more like a, a Jeep or CJ. They're a little more open, kind of easier to get sure. to, you know, type thing. But they had a lot of similar, you know, motors and drivetrain and that kind of type stuff. But, okay. Um, I don't know. The Eagle was probably ahead of its time. And in, in We've talked before cool about how aspect. it was sort of the first uh, crossover mm-hmm. SUV, but it mm-hmm. was in reverse. Right. So like now, <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. crossover SUV right. means kind of a truck on a car yep. chassis. Yep. And, and that was the exact opposite. Totally. It was just a, a weird sort of... Yeah, orphan of history of car history, you know. I know my my good friend Jason has an eagle, and I won't work on it because <laughs> <laughs> of my own time. But it's you the know, same. Him, it's the same like he, engine and he transmission. He gives me crap every freaking time, man. I'm like, dude, I, I don't like those things, man. I'm like, I don't work on it. My He's grandparents like, had one, and we used to just like hoon it. They had a little bit of land in in Wisconsin, and they would just like hoon it through the right? little wood path and stuff. It was pretty funny. <laughs> That would be awesome. All right. So wait. We're, okay. So oh, yeah. minivan. Y- yep. Wagoneer. Yep. Wagoneer. Eagle. Minivan. Well, oh, oh, in this, I wrote that the Dodge Caravan is capable of doing an 11 second quarter mile. Yeah. That, that's <laughs> badass. Yeah. So just because I work on them and I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the the big wood paneled uh-huh. Wagoneers, that Wagoneer is getting crushed. Really? You yeah. don't like the Wagoneers? No. Those are becoming uh, no, quite the collector yeah, thing. Uh, unbelievable yeah. the amount of money those guys are getting for those. It's things, ridiculous, honestly. right? It's, yeah. it's pretty crazy. It really, really is. There's just, there's things on it, working on it is the is the harder. Is part, it really? In my, in okay. my opinion. But um, honestly, yeah, I would, uh, hmm. Man, I hate to daily drive at Eagle. <laughs> so I'm almost thinking I would fuck the Eagle. My daily driver would be that minivan. Uh-huh. Because then I... I Ultimate I, I, sleeper. Right? Ultimate yeah. sleeper. Yeah. I would crush that wagon here. That's just me. Okay. Yeah. That's you gonna not do? how what I thought you were going to do for a day in an Eagle? What do you think? Dude, just because that's where the this torture thing comes in, right? So like, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of those things either. So I'm thinking some sort of... Um, off-road, fast-paced, you know, some, some sort, sort of, of punishing, <laughs> punishment, you know, kind of some, there's going to be some jumping, maybe some mud, I mean, there's yeah, going to be like everything, man. I like it. Yeah. See how tough it is. I man. like it. What, what was that that uh, I gave you? I think it was a, you gave me a Subaru Brat, and I was like, yeah. oh, I, I'm just going to drive that through a junkyard for the entire day and just <laughs> ramp, ramp it off everything I can yeah. and try not to die, right? but kill the car. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, it could be fun. I don't know. Huh. I think it could be really right fun. Right on. I like that. Daily driving an 11-second minivan right? with wood grain. Nobody would know. And I'm yeah. not like a, a huge minivan fan. Yeah. But yeah. but the fact of what it's got under the hood that would right? run like that, you know? Yeah. There's, there's a video we watched on YouTube not too long ago of a minivan just doing this wicked burnout up this hill. It was <laughs> awesome. You could hear that turbo just spooling yeah. up, man. It was just so cool. The, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Matt Farah, and he has a, a YouTube mm. channel called uh, The Smoking Tire. Um Oh, I think this was on Drive though. Anyway, it was on it was on YouTube. There's a guy in California who built a Honda Odyssey with um, a thousand horsepower. Maybe that's what I saw. I don't know. It was something it was like white. that. It was yeah. white. Oh no, like this one was red. Oh, huh. it's so cool though. Yeah, I don't know. Just the same thing it goes back to that noise thing. You know, like right? if I hear some sort of noise, thunder or turbo spool, you know, yeah. wind, something like that. It, it almost doesn't matter what it's in, in a right. sense. You know, yeah. it just was cool. You yeah. wouldn't expect it. It total sleeper. You know, yeah. noise is a huge thing for right? us. Like I, 
I, my car sounds way faster than it actually <laughs> than is. It is. I mean, like <laughs> I have, I have almost 300 horsepower in a Saab, and, but like I have, you know, the external blow off. Sure. You know, I, sure. I love it. It yeah. sounds yeah, so it's, great. It's got to be good he's, noises, right? He's turbo noises. I'm exhaust noises. Yeah. Every so. time Ian gets in my car, he's like, turbo noises, turbo noises. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, let's find a tunnel. Let's find a tunnel in his. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. We get that echo, you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, mine's well, nice and loud. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's awesome. Thank you for coming on the podcast. That's awesome. Thank you for playing FMK Cars with us. That was pretty sweet. Um, I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> I never would have thought that uh, you uh, would crush a Grand Wagoneer. No. Yeah. We, we, we have a joke. At, at the shop, you know, about that, that, you know, each Wagoneer we can take off the street that the better off we are, you know, so. <laughs> I mean, really, you should just doing be, the Lord's work. be stockpiling them. <laughs> yeah. Because you know, it's like the next, like, Land Cruiser bubble. <laughs> you know, and I wouldn't kill a, I wouldn't kill a good one, man. If that thing yeah. was cherry, like, 30,000 miles and you know, right. it was pristine, I, I couldn't do it. There's yeah. no way. I, I almost probably couldn't do that. Well, there, there'd be a couple cars that wouldn't matter, but I was <laughs> You know, they're just, they're just the ones that some of those the parts are getting hard to find for them, and, and some of the ones that are just you know rusted out and just shot and yeah. worked on, and these guys want to save them, and it's just not worth it to me. But that's all right. Yeah, because they were worthless six <laughs> months ago, and now, now now they're worth something. Yeah, but eleven second minivan, you know. I mean, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, know, you man. don't need to tell us, you know, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's room, dude. We can all fit in there. Yes, you know what I mean? yes. yes. <laughs> we could have a blanket for it in the right? eleven second <laughs> minivan, mobile. Oh yeah, we, we're there. <laughs> just ignore the, the insane turbo noises you hear during this recording yeah it's ian whipping us through an autocross course in a minivan while we record a podcast yes you, we need to build one and show up to cars and coffee with it just to, yeah. i like it yep like something it. to talk about yeah something new so so if do you want to give uh like plugs as far as like your shop and and that kind of stuff like where uh you know sure man. yeah promote sure. the shop so my shop is Edge Motor Jeep uh, in 4x4. We are right off of uh, 44th and Sheridan. We're just a block east of Sheridan on 44th. My dad started it uh, 40, how old am I? 42 years ago. Basically. Okay. He started it right after I was born. So, um, you know, it's something I've grown up in. I've been around it all my life, you know, almost like the ice racing. You know, I've been around it for so long. It's just like second nature. So, but... Um, we originally started in Edgewater. We uh, got kicked out of Edgewater and moved uh, to where we are now. Um, I took over and bought my dad out uh, about eighteen, about eighteen years ago. So. Okay, learned a lot of cool stuff over the years and worked on a lot of cool cars. Met a lot of awesome people, and and you know I, I love all of our uh, our customers. They're so loyal and so awesome. Um, you know, we just try to be straight up and honest, just like you guys, you know, have, have yeah. fun, have fun with it. You know, sometimes it's hard. You want to toss a wrench or throw a car out the bay, but that, <laughs> yes. that's all right. Man. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's fun. You know, what we do is, is unique, uh, as well. You know, every, every car that comes in almost, you'd think it'd be the same, but it's not. Every job is different, you know, just, just like the ice racing. It's very unique. So okay. it, it's cool and it's special. And, um, and you guys do in-house fabrication and and customization, like uh, for off-roading and, and yeah, ice racing. You bet. You know, we do everything except bodywork and paint, man. Okay. So, um, a lot of maintenance stuff uh, here in the last few years lately, but we do do you know custom mods and you know gear changes, lift kits, uh, awesome welding, fab work. You know, uh, I love welding. Um, okay. I do, I do even just a lot of side welding projects. You know, we okay. we can weld uh, you know aluminum. Aluminum, steel, just any kind of weird, you know, fix, uh-huh. your, fix your lawnmower or your broken chair. Yeah, yeah. Aluminum, gas tank or something, you know, we can we can do any of that stuff. So that's pretty cool. Awesome. For sure. So, and then, uh, you know, our gang uh, also has been going almost about the same amount of time, you know, so I'd like to thank all the the girls, Gene and, and Lisa, uh, you know, that work so hard to put this uh, club on and yeah. through the paces, you know, everybody, a lot of people don't get to see the behind the scenes stuff, you know, everybody gets to see what happens at the track and, and judge it in that aspect. Hopefully sure. they're doing a good job, you know, but the the people behind the club work, work super, super hard to try to make a, a good, honest, fair, fun race for everybody. And, and it's not always easy to pull off, you know, so yeah, kind of got to do is got to come up, and check it out. And yeah, you know, they're always welcome. They're always open to input, you know, so that's um, really cool. Whether it's, you know, positive or usually mostly negative. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Why doesn't this right? rule benefit me? <laughs> right. <more? laughs> yeah. So it's like, well, you know, we're coming to the meeting, man. Just say yeah. something, you know, right. so, but no, it's right. okay. You know, they're, they're, they're all right. You know, we, that's we, really we, cool. We, we can take it. So they're, they're good. And there's lots of classes to fit into, you know, there's different tires and classes and Jeeps. And if you don't want to drive, you know, you come up and uh, get ride with somebody you know yeah 
We're definitely going to do that. We're yeah, definitely going to do that. You can check out our ourgangiceracing.com. Yep. That's their website. There's a schedule, the rules, some cool YouTube videos. I assume you're in some of those videos, like clipping through the corners. There's probably a like couple in there. Millimeters right? away from the pylons, <laughs> like a boss. Yeah, closer yeah. the better, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So ourgangiceracing.com. Yeah. Yeah, they awesome. got the, there should be a rule book on there. There should be a schedule on there. All the stuff like you just said. There's some yeah. cool videos you can kind of check it out. You know, no, the videos are awesome, but nothing does it any justice like seeing it live. Yeah, yeah. kind of like anything. You, you know, got to so. hear that noise. Like you, you got to yeah. hear it. There's nothing it. like just open exhaust and sweet. crazy induction noises. It's uh, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah, That's yeah, awesome. yeah. So, so in my racer, it's more exhaust noise because there is no turbo or whatnot. Yeah. So that that loud, you know, yeah. exhaust. Oh yeah. Speed. Like you hear it and just seven chest hairs just magically grow. Nothing gets pumped up like that, man, right? You know, any kind of noise like that gets me gets me going, man. America just happened. That's what happened. What's that? Who did that? (laughs) I love it. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. 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 So um, this has been the inaugural team clear coat interview yeah. episode. Yeah, thanks again for, dude, for I'm coming honored, by. Man. Dude. That's pretty sweet. This I didn't know it you yeah. your first one. Was yeah, like, it was the first one. Yeah, we, this is a, like... <laughs> we we, we kind of hit, hit our hand. Oh, no, we're super professional. You're going to be in a blanket for it. Yeah. Uh, it, it was it was an honor. Honestly, it's uh, it's really good, man. It's always cool to meet new people, and, and hopefully, we get to see you guys come up. I, for I'd sure, I, I I would personally take you guys for a ride. Yeah, you know, in in the jeep, by all means. So we are right. taking you up on that. Yeah, it's yeah. happening. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That all right, you want to do happened. the uh, self promotion yeah, sh- nonsense? Yeah, yeah, yes, I'm going to do your plugs too, even. Thanks. So follow Ian on Instagram at I roll so hard E Y E roll so hard, uh, and Twitter. Uh, follow me at Nuck Nuck Goose on instagram and twitter and follow team clearcoat at team clearcoat instagram twitter tumblr facebook all those social medias we've socialed all the medias and our gang ice racing ice, ice racing is on facebook as well yes you know that for sure yep right? for yep. sure and uh let's see here so uh send us an email go watch some ice racing for the love of god yep. it's january 8th is the first day? Tentative first day? Yep, that's the first uh, fun day, first play day. Oh, awesome. cool. I'm pretty sure the weekend is the 9th and the 10th. So, okay. Um, and, you know, th- <laughs> this first one was pretty cool because last season didn't go so good. So yeah. we didn't get to have a last race, which is a, usually a championship weekend. Okay. A um, few extra races that are in there. So this first coming up race is a, um, a combined first race and an end to last season. Too. Oh, cool. So we'll have the fun day Friday. Um, that'll be the same by all means. And then... Um, uh, I don't know exactly the schedule, but uh, Saturday and Sunday, one of the days we're going to w- finish last year's race, and okay. then the next day will be the start of the, of the new season. So awesome. A lot of extra races, a lot of extra cool stuff. Okay. So, yeah, cool. That'd be pretty Great. cool. Yeah. Probably a couple beers in there, you know, in between. Yeah. Not not racing, but right, at right. night. Yeah, <laughs> we I mean, got yeah. you. That can have a whole other level of <laughs> yes. reading that track. Maybe you can make that. <laughs> here, hold my beer. Yeah, here, hold yeah. this. Watch this. Uh, yeah. yeah, I got this. <laughs> I got this. <laughs> awesome. Well, cool. Yeah, thanks again for coming by. And uh, yeah, then goodbye. Yeah, thanks, everybody. Yeah, Bye. Thank you.